you found Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. This was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 17th of November 2019. And in this episode, he speaks to Andy N. and Amanda Steele. You join us here on the Waffle segment here on Rossendale Radio on the weekend wind down. I am joined in the studio by Andy N and Amanda Steele. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. Hi. How are you doing? Um, now, uh, you, you may have uh, heard something about the Waffle Hour before. Essentially, we, we bring in all sorts of writers uh, of different kinds, whether they're copywriters or ghostwriters or poets or fiction writers or whatever. Uh, where, whereabouts to the two of you? Because we've got, we've got two very different styles of writing in the studio with us this oh, afternoon. Completely. Well, I'm primarily a poet, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I have dabbled in other things. I do poetry, but my main thing is novels. You, you, you're writing a full-scale novel, so you're in uh, November writing month, I should imagine. <laughs> um, not for once, I'm not, because I've got so many other things on that. I haven't had time to... <laughs> Well, anybody knows us, we have projects. Um, oh, there's, there's projects on the go. Uh, and this is, uh, what's what's quite nice about this is that uh, this is my first couple that I'm, I'm actually uh, interviewing together. Uh, it, do you, am I right in thinking that it was kind of writing that brought you together? Yeah, I yeah, think so, yeah. yeah. So it played a big part. It did a big part because there's, there's nothing to hide in it. We met as friends about, about four years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about four years ago as friends with internet dating, actually. Yeah. And um, I know what I sent the message to Amanda on there because she had mentioned her on the profile at the time. She's a lot of... We are not, you mentioned a novelist, weren't I you? I think I put writing down as an interest. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you forget. And then basically I sent a message and we just met up. It started off as friends. Mm. And you want to carry on the story, Amanda? <laughs> Yeah, we were friends for about eight or nine months before we got into a relationship. It's brilliant. So, and then that that came about, and you were you were doing you were working. You were saying that you you did your first open mic. I think was was yeah. yeah. He dragged me along to an open mic. <laughs> Took a few months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one, sure. Yeah, it was. Um, we both now co-run a night in Stratford called Speakeasy. Mm. At that time, it was run by somebody else, and I've been going there for a couple of years, and it's a lovely night. And yeah. And um, I, I spent about three months trying to persuade you, Amanda, didn't I? Yeah. To come, <laughs> literally. And eventually I talked her into it, and, and you, go on, your story. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I was every month, was I, for a while? No, you missed it. That's after you, we got together, I started going every month. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of developed from that, really, because um, cause we ended up, started out, it just one thing, it built up over time mm. on that, and actually it did, and then the time I started got Amanda to go, there was a couple. We've not missed a month there since we haven't really. So and even kind of took over running the co running the night as well. Some, and that's, else. that's a big project in itself. I mean, I I no, I, I run a, a night in Ramsbottom, yeah. and, it's, and that just that you don't realise just until you start doing it, just how much work there is each month getting getting people to come in a headline for you or, or booking open mic slots or, yeah. or something like that. The one in Stratford's just straight open mic. So yeah, and it's we found well this year particularly when. We had a bad night right at the beginning of the year. The weather was atrocious. Mm. But since then, we've had to start putting reserve list on the night. It's absolutely getting rammed all the time i think there's a there's a there's a sort of growing scene amongst amongst poets in particular wanting to to, to share their work with people and if and and i think it's great if there's more more nights because because yours is based in stretford and yeah. i think there's some in central manchester that, 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 that i mean there's lots of some of the you know word central in the in central library uh, we've got one up in Ramsbottom now you know it's all it's all yeah. bit by bit where we're sort of starting to you know that that scene is is very much growing at the moment yeah, it's um you find because i've been like i've been on the scene for like 10 years or so mm-hmm. one way or another and it's it has peaks and troughs and at the moment it's more definitely in a peak it's mm. a massive peak you see there's nights cropping up everywhere great well what we're going to do this afternoon uh, is we're going to uh, we're going to share some of your work uh, if that's all right um 
Now, I think, uh, Andy, I think you're going to share some of your poetry work. I've got a poem to do, yes. Uh, and then, uh, Amanda, you've got a, a, a really interesting <laughs> one, especially with the season we've got. I've just been talking about Christmas things. Yeah. Uh, your your latest uh, collection of stories, uh, they're, about, they're, they're a nice, happy, happy Christmas story, right? Yeah, about Santa Claus dying in new and exciting ways. Santa Claus dying <laughs> in new and exciting ways. And if you could see the glee on Amanda's face right now in this year, this is where radio doesn't do it justice. No. Right? She gets this, that evil look in her eyes. I have to say, I do like Christmas before anybody thinks <laughs> It also needs stated in this book that Amanda's going to be talking about. No Santa Claus are actually kill, uh, harmed in real no, life. No, it's not the real one. It's still obviously. alive, everybody. Yeah, it's still very much going. Obviously, <laughs> okay. kids that are listening. I mean, the, the real one. We wouldn't harm the real one. This is just cartoon <laughs> Santas that fall off of whatever. Well, I'm going to say we'll yeah. get onto that in in time. Um, we've and uh, do you want to? Uh, just I think before let, let Amanda do it first. Shall we? Shall we go with Amanda? Yeah, go with Amanda first. We've talked about Christmas. Mine's the one was not Christmas. So. Oh, all right, so, right. So, so we've got the the Happy Christmas stuff. We go is this Happy Christmas, Amanda? <laughs> um, it depends on what you class the Happy Christmas. Yeah, you better tell people what the book's called. Though, haven't you, it's well? called The Twelve Deaths of Father Christmas. The Twelve Deaths of Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is called Santa Claus and Global Warming. Some people say Santa doesn't exist. Well, some people say the same about global warming. Santa never gave much credit to the news reports either. He was as shocked as anyone when the ice cap melted in Lapland <laughs> and all the reindeers drowned. The screams were enough to give him nightmares, and the way Rudolph's eyes silently pleaded with him to help was enough to drive him to drinking extra eggnog. That look stayed embedded in his mind, only fading when he was intoxicated. Mr Claus woke up from another nightmare, reliving those last moments when Rudolph sank to his watery death. The alarm was set to alert him and the elves that it was time to go. Regardless of the loss, the children would be waiting for their presence. Telling them all about global warming would only traumatise them too. He couldn't bring himself to tell them about the reindeer either, so he had hired a team of llamas to help drive his sleigh and ensure Christmas would go ahead. When they were flying, the llamas, all juiced up on pixie dust, began to get hungry. Not content with carrots or mince pies left out by hopeful children, they chewed at the ropes instead. That's when Santa fell, landing in a thought-out lake and meeting us in an untimely death. The end. Well, there we go. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everybody. Have a fantastic time. Ho, ho, ho. I said, I'm glad I got you in in November. Everyone will get, they'll have time to get over it. Um, that, the thing is, that book is stocking filler size. That is perfect. Yeah. That's, um, it's, what, wait, I know this is going to sound a bit strange. What, what time of year did you write that? Was it last Christmas that you got inspired? I wrote it? the first piece a couple of years ago, and mm. I always had it in my mind to do 12 pieces, mm. and I just sort of sped it up this year. Because I always found I used to work in teaching, and and the, the like the school choir always start preparing for Christmas at the beginning of September because they've got to learn to practice by the time they get there. So it's you start to be about March, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I started sharing a picture in April, and somebody was like, "It's too early." It's like, yeah, but you've got to advertise. <laughs> you've got to advertise. You've got to get it out there, and it takes. I mean, it's, it takes you. I mean, uh, uh, it takes a while to get things published and get things yeah. sorted and all the rest of it. Um, well, thank you very much. Um, now was, uh, we're going to move on to your, your music choices uh, oh, yeah. now. Um, so. We've, the first one is Aha, we take on me. Where, where did that uh, Where did that come from? What was the... On my side of things, and I'm, you might say something different, Amanda, because I'm old enough to remember it. <laughs> I, can remember, I can remember seeing it at school and the video, and I thought, the, the, the song's great, but it's the video, it's just completely groundbreaking at the time it was. It was that idea he jumped into a comic yeah. book, didn't he? It was a sort yeah. of like black and white etchings and uh, or Morton Harkett running around in some sort yeah. of comic book world. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, there we go. Take no. on me, come, coming your way. 
That was Aha with Take On Me. Uh, we are joined in the studio this afternoon uh, on our waffle segment uh, by Amanda Steele and Andy N, uh, and two very different writers uh, with uh, with uh, very different projects that they're working on at the moment, as well as some joint projects which we're going to talk about towards the towards the end of the, the segment. Um, we were listening uh, to uh, Amanda's uh, Twelve Deaths of, of Father Christmas, which which has obviously brought a lightness uh, to the program this afternoon. Um, and uh, we're going to turn our attention in the second segment because I'm sure Andy's got something. Just to, I mean I know poets they're always writing light 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 <laughs> fluffy stuff um <laughs> it's like all oh, right hold on get yourself a coffee everybody at home andy's on no, um, <laughs> i've got to get a volume ready volume ready excellent okay well where where are you going to take us in the in the because we're going to share a little bit of piece of your yeah, work sure. in, in um well I'm, i've got another book on the way next year but mm-hmm. i'll we'll keep it off because it's not mm-hmm. nowhere near ready yeah well, my last book i did was my third full-length book that came out last year called the birth of autumn mm-hmm. and that was more like a seasonal book so i'm trying to write four books each cover each one for each season and i've done one on summer called the end of summer mm-hmm. this is the birth of autumn and i've got a winter book in mind and a spring one down the way so i was i was trying to do it when sense of each season reflects different stories about yourself as a person and the emotions it builds up mm. and that's what i tried to do with this and i it's, um it took about two and a half years to write because i'm not fast and writing poetry books it just i get there when i get there with them so that's I, why i think that's a better way of doing things i always make make the mistake of saying to people i've got a book coming out in october and then they expect me to finish it by october and then you suddenly find yourself at the you know in, in the middle of the year going well I've, I've got i'm three poems short and then you're never quite happy with the ones that you did at the last minute yeah that's why i don't tend to drop myself into it that sort of thing yeah because i want to do a winter book at the end of next year and it's nearly done but mm. it's, it's not early, it's too early to publicize yet so so, so we're so, in the autumnal phase yeah that's where we are yeah and then one i'm going to do for you actually is um because I actually work over in the Salford area, mm. in, and I get a, get a bus into work every day, and and I was going to write a poem about my sister that day. Actually, going to mm. work, uh, my sister when she was younger was a champion ice skater. She brilliant when she did when she was very young. Yeah, and uh, a young girl gets on the bus and back of me, and we've played a pair of ice skates on herself. And I always say this poem took over. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So I'll read. It. I'll jump straight into it for you. Sure. This is called "Skating in Others' Expectations." Fluent in three languages, by the time she reached eleven, she always stood out in class with a mathematical memory and classical literature taste, or with a working-class family on the other side of the estate, buried in poverty-driven frustrations, scraping up fragments of dreams in layers of ice every winter, where she would dance secretly across the lake in a perfect pose, clipping her heels together, so it came transformed into a frozen beach and blue sand, carried away in a heart. Spinning free in a solitude across the chipped moonlight, away from everybody else's dreams, shimmering in wishes every time she stepped out, held up in thoughts nobody else could see or understand. Dancing over leaves and moss, close to the broken down swings with a glacier silver blades spread fragrant like an untold narrative held up in everybody's thoughts free from everybody else's dreams for her for just a little while that's lovely um just how interesting are you uh, is are you an older brother to a younger sister i've got no my sister's 18 months younger than me right yeah but she acts older than me but that's, <laughs> that, well the reason i was asking is because i'm the same way around mm. my, my sister is younger than me and that, that the, the feel of that poem is very much as a kind of like if uh, of how I, I i sort of feel towards my you, you sort of look towards your younger sister and sort of the, i don't know there's a there's a i think you've captured 
yeah. sort of that idea of, of being that kind of protect, slightly protective older brother and, and yeah. sort of... Yeah. I think I was one as younger because um, in Sister Louise's case, she's mm. only like... She's smaller than you, Amanda, isn't she? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, like Amanda's only... I'm not giving too much. Well, she can protect you now. Yeah, she can because um, <laughs> the sister, she would say, works for the... Uh, Services, right? Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, um, I've seen, I'll take off Mike another day. Some of the yep. stories I've seen her do, but the sister's tough as tough as old boots, and she won't mind me admitting <laughs> that. But like, so she's always been, she's always been the, the more grown up one, like the three of us, because we've got a younger brother as well. Mm. And like, it was, um, and she's got like an 11, 11 year old son now, and he's great. My nephew's brilliant. Yeah. But like, he's like, it's, she's always been very, that's, she's a stronger personality, she's just, she's very single minded. Mm. I'm easy going, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> every, um, every family's got to have a mix of everybody yeah, all, exactly. all thrown in together that's what's where do you um do you find uh that, that working together do you find that when you produce a new piece of work do you offer feedback for each other is that does that work as a as, as a way yeah. of working yes yeah, it does yeah, doesn't it because we're always reading bits back to each other yeah mm. and we're always like it's so always trying to be constructive over it because um you're doing it, Amanda's doing it at the moment, um, look, doing 30 mini pieces of flash fiction, one for every day in November. Yeah, mm. So I couldn't do the full novel thing. Right. So somebody else is doing like an alternative from the flash fiction, and I thought, well, that's oh, see, okay right. for me to do. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because flash fiction, you can, you can probably write two, three hundred words and just, uh, you know, get something down on paper. And, and she's always read that one back to me as soon as every night before we go to yeah. bed and stuff. And I'm doing a lot of podcasting at the moment. So I run a podcast service, I do mm. several. But um, the major one I do, I interview writers myself, which I met you on the Mission Report. I think that was last a long, year? it was a while back now. Yeah, last, year? last year we, last had, we had a meet up, a nice coffee in Berry, yeah. if I remember. Yeah, spoken label, yeah, be yeah. grateful. And that's why Amanda always hit, plays the podcast back. And instead of it, she, she spots a mistake on it, she me. <laughs> Delete that bit very quickly to you get yeah, soon. I'm like stuff an like unpaid that. editor. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in our profession is unpaid. I'm, I'm, I'm wait, waiting to find a poet one day that, that's, that's rolling in money. Oh, <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> that would definitely. Um, just uh, moving on, uh, we've got um, Amanda. Gonna, we've got our next one of uh, uh, UB40 as uh, Red Red Wine. Um, was this uh, was, was this something that was one of your choices? Yeah, I used to listen to UB40 quite a lot. Yeah. When I was growing up, so because uh, we've had guests in the studio before, sort of like there's a particular time that they think, oh yeah, this is is, there, is it sort of like stir memories of childhood. Is that the um, probably early teens? I think early teens, right? And getting into trouble and doing things <laughs> I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> still do. Still do that now, aren't you? <laughs> possibly, possibly drinking red red wine. We don't know. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave you with UB40. <laughs> That was UB40 with Red Red Wine, and I think possibly the first time I've played UB40 on the show, which is a travesty. How was that possibly <laughs> happened? We're groundbreakers. <laughs> groundbreakers there. We've sent us off in a new direction here. <laughs> um, Amanda and Andy are here again, uh, and we are going to be, uh, before we go on to their, their final choice of music uh, here on uh, Rossendale Radio on the weekend wind down, um, we, we've got a collaborative project that, you, that the two of you are working on. Yeah. Uh, what, what, whereabouts is it in? The, is, is it a kind of like flash fiction, stroke poetry? I started it off by doing what I thought was going to be a one-off seven-word poem, oh, and then some, somebody <laughs> who I'm pointing to. Yeah, that's me. When people are wondering, not Paul. <laughs> followed it up with another seven-word poem, and then it was like a challenge. Like followed that up, and it just kept going. Oh my goodness! So it's, it's like a relay baton of just short, sharp poems. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was meant to be. I'd be honest with you. I was going to do it as a joke originally. Mm. I was because Amanda did the one little piece you put in Instagram, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And I just did it as a joke back, and it yeah, they're all <laughs> separate poems, but they're all sort of part of the same story. So, so are they? Are they becoming like a conversation? 
Kind that, of, yeah. yeah. That's that's what that's wonderful. I, I, and just before we go on to the actual work itself, uh, do you use social media quite a lot? Is that something that you're sort of find that is is developing for for poets? I think you have to. Yeah, I try mm. to use it more. Mm. So we've both got this, we've both can be found in all kinds of things nowadays. You can, and I think it's expanding as well all the time. Mm. It's not just a case we just use Facebook. Like Amanda got me into, was it you got me on Instagram? Yeah. It? yeah, she got me into Instagram. Right, and got me onto Twitter. I got onto LinkedIn. We just there's so many platforms. It, it is, and uh, I, I I found it is. It's, it's strange twitter in particular um I, I i work if i'm working in schools and colleges for mm. example twitter seems to be the thing that everybody uses for that but if you use if you want something for a big event then everyone goes to facebook yeah. and if you want something to just kind of like grab somebody's attention well then you need instagram it's uh, they seem to have developed their own kind of languages themselves yeah i came across one the other day and i forgot the name of it where you, there's a video one knocking around in america Mm. Where you can actually put a one and a half minute video to yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why that's, that's a new one to start off. Just, very so something that's just yeah. sort of again, it's kind of like because there was Vine for quite a while, I think, yeah. which was that short video, something over 10, 10 seconds long or something, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, it's social media just it fascinates me about the way things go. And of course, you can get in contact with the show on our Facebook page <laughs> while I'm here. Get in contact on the Facebook page. Uh, and uh, and also, we're on Twitter, it's at Rossendale Radio uh, on Twitter. So uh, please get in contact with us um, I'd love to hear some of the uh, some of the short yeah, okay. uh, uh, sort of uh, pieces if that's alright yeah sure um, and, it, and it might be that we do like one then the other I don't know how this is going to work now I, uh, honestly people at home we, I, I'd say we prepare these things right? but this is going to be a surprise to me as well okay. <laughs> I don't know what avenues we're about to go down it's clean I promise you it's clean as long as it's clean <laughs> simple right, thing. shall I start go for it you know I would if I could and if I could I would too but the stars fell Making me forget. And our moon into blue shadowy flames. My heart warmed, then exploded, sapping everything. Counting everything backwards until our emotions merged. Flowering into a kaleidoscope of spinning rainbows. Taking the back road in handheld regrets. Before your hand let go of mine. Blazing in thunderstorms under the apple tree. After it bore fruit, before poison spread. And seeped upwards slowly into the roots. Spreading across the earth where everything connected. In love or a feeling close to. Paper hearts always seemed to float away. Surrendering to coincidence between spring and summer. Soaring the skies like a helium bloom. Our eyes wide open, sealed in love. Washing up on beaches like love letters. Taking turns in silence, stood on breaches. Dragging the other back from the brink. And everything that held us back before. Until we find ourselves amongst the clouds. Instead of always being lost at sea. Turning anchors into speedboats, soaring the oceans. Endings into beginnings over breaths of moonlight. Hands joined while running into that moonlight. You know I would if I could. And if I could, I would too. You know what? That was beautiful. <laughs> that's with that soppy, really. I was going to say that was. I need to get you back for Valentine's Day, <laughs> right? That <laughs> <laughs> was so. Because I didn't know at all where that was going to go when you started. And I was like, oh, they've both got things out. Are they going to do like one? Is this going to be very short? I wasn't expecting that, and it was. It was very much like a conversation. Yeah. It was. 
and sometimes that you would lyrically go off in different directions and sometimes you come back together and then of course it comes up with that lovely lovely finish yeah. to kind of refrain. that was me trying to drag it in a horror direction and he kept trying to drag it back <laughs> to the place. i kept trying I'm, to kill I'm, people I'm, I'm and he kept making it lovely i'm a romantic heart she, she's a gore queen <laughs> the balance the yin and the yang yeah. <laughs> there was like it was, what was fun about that wasn't we did it was um i can remember because we both used whatsapp we, we send me to a whatsapp message all day long really mm. and like um you send me Monday, you send me an extra one line seven yeah. line in the morning wouldn't you and i could be sat there all day and work thinking oh, heck what do i write in response <laughs> to that and you were like that yeah. after and then i had to put them on instagram and think what picture goes with that <laughs> Is it, is it, is it reminds me but you remember it's, you know the, uh, like these people that play chess across like uh, and they send yeah. each other the moves yeah. and like one of them's up on the space station and the other one's down in a, you know yeah. it, it, it's some far-flung place but they're, they're playing chess to you. it's kind of like that i quite like that that you're sort of sending the poems as messages and actually there's a response coming from far away that's lovely it doesn't matter about distance you can it's true it's true i think i put on the back of the book it was like an emotional game of tennis mm. you're like batting it backwards and forwards to each other that's what we put around the Mandarin, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. it's lovely, if, and words, it's lovely if words can do that. And I like the fact that the words brought you together, and now the words are a part of the flourishing relationship yeah. as well. I think this is just wonderful. <laughs> this has really brightened up my Sunday. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> uh, we're gonna. Unfortunately, this is coming towards the end of our time, uh, but uh, we've got one more song that you've you've chosen for us to finish uh, the, finish our section this afternoon. We've got the specials with Ghost Town. Oh, I love the specials. I love the specials. My choice, that one. All <laughs> oh, right, so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, the, the, that kind of two-tone uh, kind of scar yeah time was, in life i think i liked the song at the time because it was 10 minutes it came out originally mm. i remember this because then um, we had music lessons at school and they were allowed to bring records in right. the teachers hated this record <laughs> <laughs> absolutely hated it they did which everyone must have brought it in then if, if the yeah. teachers hated it yeah we ended up people getting detentions at school on this one because they didn't like the lyrics <laughs> I, uh, now I, apologies for, for showing your age and my age yeah. here uh, but i remember being a lot younger when this came out <laughs> i think i was three when this came out it frightened the life out of me this song right i honestly thought because it, it didn't sound like anything else on the radio no uh, it was it was very much a kind of groundbreaking song with that kind of very haunting uh, you know underscore underneath it's it. ironic actually the band actually split straight after this and they did actually because yeah. then they became free and became fun boy free and they, they, did. Did, they did their first single was it the lunatics are taken over the silent. they are and, and what you do it's the way that you do it they, yeah. with, uh, with a bit of banana arm up which i'll play later on in the show now you've inspired me right uh, so um thank you very much to andy and amanda thank for coming into the studio and uh, this will be available next week as a podcast um, the Waffle the Bite Size podcast thank you very much for coming into the studio yeah. and here's the specials and so there you have it Waffle the Bite Size podcast is over for another week my thanks go to Andy N and to Amanda Steele for coming into the studio and talking short stories and poetry and all sorts of other fine shenanigans uh, we will see you again this time next week with another great guest Waffle the Bite Size podcast is produced by Lee Ball in association with Russendale Radio I'm Paul Jenkins and we'll see you next week with another great guest